Welcome into this IdahoSports.com special edition of the PrepCast presented by Steve's Hometown Auto. Uh, we are talking today about the state track and field championships coming up a little bit later on this week. Brandon Bainey alongside the pride of South Fremont High, our, our own IdahoSports.com broadcaster, Alec Pope. Alec, how you doing? Uh, good, good, good. I, I don't know if I'm the pride, maybe like the the vain pride, <laughs> but uh, I, it, it's, uh, it's good to be here. I, I love track season uh, I, and I love talking about sports. So it's, it's good to be here and it's such a fun time of year. Yeah, real quick, just give us your track background. Oh uh, yeah, so um, my, both of my parents have coached track at different times, few different schools in Idaho. In high school, I did track, I think three of my four years. I was a jumper and a sprinter. I was kind of decent, you know, I was, I was all right. I went to the state once my, my senior year. Uh, relays really was my favorite part. My, I'll tell you this, I love watching track, but I despise competing in it. I love playing football and basketball, but I got so, so nervous for a race. I couldn't handle, I, I couldn't handle it, but uh, that's why I love the field events, but it's a lot more fun. I don't get nearly as nervous, I noticed, when I'm just watching, so. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk some of the, the top track athletes and also some of the top field athletes. We're going to go through every classification, 5A all the way down to 1A. We're, we're going to hit it all today. Events, athletes, teams to watch. And for those of you that are watching us live on our YouTube channel or our Twitch uh, stream or on our Facebook page, thanks for being with us. If you have an athlete or a team you want to give a shout out to or somebody you want us to talk about, let us know in the comments. We'll put your comment up on the screen and, and we'll dive in and, and talk about it. I figured the easiest way to start this, Alec, would be to start at the lowest level and work our way up to the, to the highest level. So we're going to start with the 1As if that's all right with you. Sound good? Absolutely. Okay. And, and I wanted to start with the lowest levels because I think those are the most wide open in terms of of team competitions. So let's start on the 1A side. We'll go with the boys first. Your district champs from, from each of the uh, districts in the class 1A level. We had Kamii from District 1 and 2. We had Victory Charter from District 3, Cary from District 4, and Butte County from District 5 and 6. I would say Butte County probably opened the most eyes. They piled up 182 points in winning the district title. But when, when you look at this uh, field with the uh, four district champs, Kamii, Victory Charter, Cary, Butte County, is it one of those four that wins the team title or is it somebody who didn't win a district championship? Uh, I think, you know, the difficult thing about making this kind of prediction is that track is, it's such a democratic sport. So the, you know, the, the points are leveled out in a, in a way that's so much different than other sports. I think uh, one, probably my favorite going in uh, is going to be Carrie right now on the, on the men's side. Uh, the, what I look for is can you have top three or four place finishers in and at how many events? Um, and so when you go through, you look from sprints to jumps to relays. Uh, I think Carrie is a really well-balanced team that way. Well, any opinion you have today, Alec, we're going to hold you to it, all right? And there's going to be heck to pay if you're not correct on these. Well, I I won't be correct on all of them. I'll get a lot of – I'll be happy if I get a few things right. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk about those carry boys. You know, they had multiple athletes win multiple events at districts. You know, I think right away of Hunter Smith, the great senior who is awesome in the hurdles races. Sawyer Meacham did really well, won, winning the 800 and the triple jump. And then also a sophomore, Riley Morey, who won the two and the four. I mean, this, like you said, this is a carry team that's pretty talented. Yeah, absolutely. 
uh, I look at this carry team and you've got, they're right now, they're, they got, they're four by 14. They're great in the relays. Four by four, they're, they have the third best time so far this year. In the four by two, they got the best time by two seconds. They've got a pretty good distance on second place Raft River. Uh, and then they're a, a very, very close fourth place in the four by one as well. Uh, and then uh, down in the medley, they're first uh, in a very close contest between them and Grace. So uh, as far as the relays go, it could be Kerry coming away with maybe three of those state championships from uh, from those individual relays, which is a lot of fun. Uh, probably my favorite ones to watch. Yeah. And and uh, I want to apologize, uh, Sawyer Meekum from Kerry, not Meacham, Meekum. So, but he, yeah, he'll be one to keep an eye on as well. You mentioned Raft River. They've got, uh, I don't know, they, they look like they've got potential, right? I, I think they could nip Kerry in a couple of these events. Yeah, uh, I think it can, they're so good, men and women, but I think especially in the women, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, the men, they they have a couple of guys that I think can really make a difference. Uh, Ryan Spaeth, uh, right now in the state, first in, in 1A, in shot and discus both. So that guy right alone could be bringing you home a whole lot of points. Uh, other than that, I th- one guy I'm going to be watching is London Kirk from Deary. Uh, I think he can really make some noise in the in the sprints. Uh, I think he's been uh, peaking uh, at the right time where his best times were in districts. And because of that, he comes in at first in the 200 and uh, first in the excuse me, first in the 100 and first in the, the 200. Yeah, I was going to mention London Kirk from Deary. Uh, other individuals we're going to want to keep an eye on on that boys side. You know, I think uh, Idaho City has a great thrower in Trayton Nelson, who's been awesome in the shot put in discus all season long. He also batted cleanup for the Idaho City baseball team this year. Big, big power hitting first baseman. And he had to make the tough choice uh, last week. You know, do I go to district track and compete or or do I play with the baseball team? He decided to do track, ended up winning the shot and the disc at districts. And I think he's going to be uh, a guy to keep an eye on and then also uh, i think in the distance races the long distance races it's going to be a nice battle ian stockett is a senior from victory charter who's done really well all year but cole wilkerson from grace swept the eight the 1600 and the 3200 at districts so i think those distance races could be pretty good too yeah uh, in the distance i think ian stockett is probably the favorite he comes in with his uh best times uh for the 1600 and the 3200 but I will say in the mile, uh, it's been over a month since he's PR'd. Uh, so you, that's one thing you always want to look out for. Uh, you, want to, you want to obviously get your PR at state would be the ideal. Uh, and, you know, weather affects, you know, your PRs and all, a lot of different factors. Uh, but pay attention to those because that really matters when people are getting those PRs. And the later in the season, uh, typically the better. Yeah, you want to be peaking at the right time, that's for sure. All right, let's switch over to the 1A girls. Your four district champs were Logos, Tri-Valley, Raft River, and Butte County. And when you look at the amount of points each team scored, it it was pretty even. Uh, Tri-Valley had 107 at their meet. You had Logos at 165. Raft River had 176.5. And then Butte County, just like on the boys' side, they piled up 194 total points. Which team stands out to you on the girls' side in 1A? Uh, I think it's really clear uh, for the girls' side. It's Raft River. In 10 different events uh, that, that will be at the state uh, championship meet, they are they have somebody in first or second place. 
somebody in the top two of 10 different events. That includes in three relays, they have the top team. And then the fourth one, I don't think they're going to be competing in. Uh, But wow, they have a lot of of talented girls. Uh, I think especially uh, you talk about the the Christensen sisters. That's who I wanted to highlight. Gabriel and Carly Christensen, um, their first and second in the 1600 and the 3200. Uh, there, so I think they're led. They might be led by those two sisters in 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 points, but uh, just a really well balanced team, Raft River. Yeah, and they seem to trade off the Christiansons there at yeah. Raft River. Yeah, in terms of who wins, who takes second, that kind of stuff. Uh, getting some comments in already. It's going to be uh, athletes at higher levels. Let's go, Connor Maloney, the sprinter from uh, Skyline High up in Idaho Falls. And what a great athlete he is. We'll, we'll get to the forays in just a little bit. And also, uh, we've got a shout out here to Kyson Gabrish from West Jefferson. They're a two a program. So we'll get to those as soon as we wrap up the one a, but thank you for watching. Thanks for giving your favorite athlete a shout out. And again, if you want to give a team or an athlete a shout out, or you want us to talk about somebody when we get to your classification level, just let us know in the comments, and that's what we're here for. Brandon Bainey with Alec Pope. Okay, so uh, we, let's talk about some others from Raft River. Another athlete that stood out to me was uh, Libby Bowden. She's a sophomore, mm-hmm. triple winner at districts, won the 100, the 200, and the long jump. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, she comes in with the top time uh, to beat in the whole state in the 100 and the 200 off of those performances, uh, and just a sophomore uh that's going to be a lot of fun to watch those races so i mean if you're as far as who's who can win the uh, state championship as a team raft river you've got your <laughs> with the christensen sisters you've got your distance taken care of with Bowden, uh you're going to have your 100 200 if she performs well it's all but wrapped up uh and then it's just a matter of getting other people uh in the right places and you know and just getting those those peak performances Another name to watch in the sprints, I think, will be Cadence Beck, the sophomore from Highland up in Craigmont. Uh, and she was a triple winner, won the one, the two, and the four. That, that's hard to do to, to win all three of those sprints. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one uh, one other that I'm going to be watching is Elia, I hope I can say this right, Ullincott from Prairie. Uh, she comes in first in the 100-meter hurdles, uh, and then she's third right now, close third, in the 300 meter hurdles, uh, she, uh, you know, would not completely surprise me if she was able to come away uh, with first place in both of those uh, from Prairie. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the Ullincott name up in Prairie is uh, very prominent, especially among uh, girls, high school athletics. Uh, other athletes we're going to keep an eye on in the, in the 1A girls competition. I, I think uh, Garden Valley has a really good thrower, Gracie Castillo. She's just a sophomore. She won the shot put and discus at districts this past week. Um, I think uh, Emma Holland from Tri-Valley is uh, had an, an accomplished track career, and she's going to be running track at Eastern Oregon University next year. She was a triple winner. You know, we talked about it's hard to win the one, the two, and the four. It might be even more difficult to win the 800, the 1600, and the 3200. And she did yeah. all three of those at uh, Tri-Valley's district meet as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other thing, the jumps, I think at the very the top three or four in all of the jumps are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we mentioned Libby Bowden. She's right behind uh, Addison St- uh, Stanger from Murtaugh. Uh, just the freshmen. So it's going to be freshmen and sophomore who are the favorites uh, to go back and forth in the long jump. Uh, and then uh, Sarah Vanderwick, Riley Moore uh, from Garden Valley and Mackie, respectively. 
uh, in the triple jump. So, it, and they're really close. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those. I think the top three or four placers in the jumps in this 1A girls competition are going to be close. It's going to be fun down the stretch uh, as those uh, as those girls push each other in those jumps. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I will say, don't count out Tri-Valley, okay? They won the state volleyball championship this fall, won the state basketball title in the winter for girls, and a lot of those athletes are on this track and field team. So, you know, Tri-Valley, I think, if they if they get enough high placements, could be right in the mix as well. Uh, we're getting more comments in here. Uh, some of the Idaho sports guys having fun. Scott Burton, of course, the uh, athletic director at Jerome and also uh, one of our broadcasters watching from the Jerome athletic office. And then this must be our boss, Paul Kingsbury from the official idahosports.com account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Also, um, my brother, Micah works for Scott. I give a quick shout out to Scott. Actually, he, uh, he just got the athletic director, uh, the large school athletic director of the year for District 4 in his very first year as athletic director. So good job to him. That's awesome. Yeah, and we'll have plenty of guys to talk about from Jerome when we get to that 4A preview. Okay, so let's move on to the 2A classification. And this is another one that I think uh, could be pretty intriguing. Let's start on the boys' side. Your district champs in, in 2A track were Orofino, Melba, Valley, Soda Springs, and Salmon. And really, I don't know. I it, I had a hard time identifying one team I felt really good about. But what did you see? Uh, I pretty similar. Uh, you look across. Okay, who can take? Who could win uh, in any given event? And it's I mean it's Melba, Napa Christian, Firth, Rivery, Bear Lake. It seems like every single the top person or the top two or three are different for every event, and they're from different schools, uh, which is a lot of fun. You get a lot of parity that way. Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of more people in contention. I would also add that it's not necessarily just going to be the district champions that are in contention. That's one thing to watch out for in the 2A boys is that uh, you very well could see, uh, you know, somebody who may have gotten second or in districts could be, you know, beating out some of these other uh, district champions from diff different districts because uh, there are there's just so much talent and it's spread out really well across the 2A. Yeah, and, and we're going to have a really good case to illustrate that point when we talk about 3A, especially on the boys' side. That'll be a good yeah. example of that. So, yeah, you mentioned it. It's kind of a hodgepodge of really outstanding individuals. You know, in the short sprints, uh, Jacob Ankeny from Marcin has put up some really impressive times this year. You know, I look at uh, guy. You know, Salmon really performed well at their district meet. They've got a great distance runner in, in Jonathan Simmons. Who, who stands out to you when, when you look at individuals? Uh, those two, absolutely. I mean, it's hard not to, when you look at the sprints, so much fun. And can he, he, the 100, 200 and 400, he leads in all three of those. The only thing I'd add, I little caveat is that it's been, it's going to be over a month since Ankeny has hit his PR in those. He hasn't been quite as fast, uh, in districts or since then. So that'll be something to watch. Um, one other to look out for Kyle Christensen from Valley, just a sophomore, uh, he comes in first in both the triple jump and the long. Uh, and so just as a, as just a sophomore, he's got a pretty, uh, you got about a half a foot, maybe more than half a foot uh, lead overall uh, in triple jump. Uh, and then he's up by maybe two or three inches in long jump. So those are his, I guess, rankings coming in. Uh, but that I think Kyle Christensen, just a sophomore from Valley, going to be a lot of fun to watch too. 
Yeah, he won the 400, the long jump, and the triple jump at districts. And then Garrett Christensen, also from Valley, he was a triple winner as well. And again, he swept those distance races, the 8 and the 1600 and the 3200. So that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Joe DeMasters from Wendell has done really well in, in the hurdles races this year. Uh, Reed Thomas is a junior from Morafino who, who's performed well in, in the shot in the discus. And uh, Westside has a couple of good athletes. You know, Bryler Shirtliff from Westside just seems to be good at every single sport he does, football, basketball, and now track. He won the 200 in the long jump at districts as well. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, too. Hey, boys, I think it's going to be wide open, not just in the team race, but I, I think a lot of these individual events are also kind of up for grabs. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be – I agree with you. Um, I would just add the exception that I think that it's – for Simmons and Ankeny, who we already talked about, it is probably going to be their races to lose. They, he, with in the case of Ankeny, he is the favorite absolutely in the 100, the 200, and the 400. And so you've got to think that if you're Ankeny, you're probably a little bit disappointed if you don't come home with at least two of those uh, state titles. And then with Simmons uh, being ranked first in the mile and in the two mile, uh, he's I mean, his best time in the two mile is 13 seconds better uh, than what I would think is his brother, Daniel Simmons, who's, who comes in a second. Uh, so that's another guy I think that he he's all but locked up the two mile. And it's it just a matter of trying to get that mile is going to be pretty close. Yeah. Uh, every year uh, in May, BYU hosts a high school meet in Provo. And, and some of the Idaho schools go down there and Jonathan Simmons won the mile at this humongous meet in Provo. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive for a two, a kid from Idaho, no doubt. Let's talk about the two, a girls. And again, um, the district winners may not be indicative on the boys side. Uh, the girls side, I think maybe it's a little more clear cut. Your district champs were Orofino, Melba, Declo, Aberdeen, and Salmon. And I think the Melba girls are locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, fresh off the, the state championship in basketball, I was able to broadcast the two-way girls tournament. Uh, that was such a fun team to watch. And I remember saying this during the broadcast, saying, I don't know what all spring sports these girls do, but if they do track, they're going to be really good. Well, a lot of them do track, and they are really, really good. Um, of course, you have the Clark sisters, Kate, and then the younger sister, Kendall. Uh, and a lot of people think that by when it's all said and done, Kendall could be better than than Kate at basketball. Right now, she is really excelling in track. Um, Kendall comes in first in the triple in the whole in in uh, two way girls, and then first in the high jump. And uh, oh yeah, and that was my other note. Uh, she is first in the hundred meter hurdles, second in the four by her team's second in the four by two, and her triple jump is the best in the state, one uh, a through five a. Such an impressive. Uh, athlete Kendall Clark and then her older sister Kate um, she's first in the 300 meter hurdles right now and then she's on that four by two team as well yeah and that's just kind of the the, the tip of the iceberg because when you look at uh, the females that won multiple events at districts you know Roslyn uh, Kazier won the 16 and 3200 Maya Young won the 100 in the long jump and then Peyton Mills won the two and the four and so Melba really is one of those teams that I think even if they're not at the top of the winner's podium can get enough of those placements to where the points really pile up. Yeah, I, I agree. And then you, uh, you talk about other girls, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Daly, uh, Maya Young, these other girls from Melba, you have uh, so many athletes and that's really what it takes to win a track state championship. You have to be 
competing in basically every single event. And they're competing to get first or second or third in every single event that they're in. Um, another uh, athlete that I want to highlight uh, in 2A girls also saw her at the state tournament, uh, Elise Kelsey uh, from Bear Lake. Uh, she is right now first in the 1600 and in the 3200. Um, I think she's going to, you know, run away with those, with both of those events. Uh, she's been an absolute stud the last few years in cross country and track. Um, and now uh, as a junior, I think she should be able to, to I, I, I want to say walk away, but she walks, she probably won't win. If she, just a quick <laughs> jog, she should win. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, Bear Lake's got a good jumper too. Kalisha Parker, good high jumper, mm-hmm. good triple jumper. And uh, I, I want to correct earlier, uh, Peyton Mills is from Nampa Christian. I said she was from Melba. My notes kind of ran together on the page. I, I wanted to talk about Orofino real quick, just because they, they really did well at their districts and ha- had some uh, interesting combinations of winners. Uh, Sydney Zawina won the uh, the two and the four and the triple jump. And then uh, the Kessingers, you have uh, Ruby Kessinger, who's a junior. She won the 100 and the long jump. And then Lindy Kessinger is a freshman for Orofino, and she won both hurdles races and the discus, which is kind of an unusual uh, combination yeah. of events. Yeah. Uh, to me, that tells you something about the versatility of an athlete. Uh, you can come out there and do a speed event, the hurdles, uh, and then throw a disc. That's pretty impressive. That's something we'll talk about with the 3A boys as well. Uh, we see uh, a couple of times some crossover, but that's a lot of fun. And because it's a, usually a totally different crowd, a lot of time you see some, you know, you see basically the same throwers between shot and disc, and then you see the same people between the 100 meter hurdles and 300 meter hurdles. Uh, but to be, you know, you become friends with the hurdlers and you get to become friends with the jumpers. So that, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you mentioned it. 3A boys. Let's move on up to the 3A level. Uh, This is when I've had my eye on really since the start of the season, because I thought this was going to be a really uh, good race. Your district champs in 3A boys were Bonners Ferry, Fruitland, Gooding, Snake River, and Sugar Salem. And I got to tell you, I think it's a a two-team race between Sugar Salem and a team that didn't even win their district in Kimberly. They lost to Gooding by two in that district for me. But I, I think Kimberly and, and Sugar Salem are right at the top. Yep, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, coming into the season, I think there's a lot of people thought it was as well. 3A is the, the classification I'm most familiar with as well. That's what I competed. I went to South Fremont High School. But, um, yeah, Sugar Salem, uh, again, walked to another district championship. Must be their 500th in a row or, or something like that in track. But uh, – Kimberly, they have so many studs. What I what I think the difference is is that Kimberly, the the events that they're in, I think they need to win those events if they want to win, but not necessarily the case for Sugar. And what I mean by that is this: that Sugar is going to be spread out, and they're probably going to place in almost every single event. Kimberly, they're not. It's not going to have. They're not going to be placing in every single event. Uh, but they do have a chance of winning five or six different events outright. And so I think if if Kimberly wants to win, then the events that they're in, they need to be placing in the top one or two or three uh, if they want to win. So I'll t- let's talk about some of these. I think the one that stands out above all others, you could talk about the Bear Brothers, but probably is Brett Bronson. Uh, he comes in first in the 100, first in the 200, and first in the 400, second in the 800. So those four right in a row, just so impressive. Um, now, 
his team also, he's listed on the team in the four by one, which is still first in the state. But I'm kind of wondering what events he's going to be competing in uh, because that's the five, that's five events there with 100, 200, 400, 800, and the four by one. In the 200 and 400, he's first overall in the entire state. Um, he's, an, he's an absolute stud. And then, of course, the Bear Brothers. Um, you, you've seen them so many times. You got Jackson, the junior. Um, you talk about some versatility. Listen to this. He's second in the shot put, third in the high jump, and first in pole vault. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy combination. And then Gatlin Bear, the freshman, he's first in the triple and fourth in the long. So he's great jumper. Uh, Jackson Bear and Brett Bronson, both a lot of versatility from the, the sprints to the mid-range with Brett. And then with Jackson, the, sh the shot put high jump and pole vault. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, the bear family, their older brother, Peyton bear was the uh, Gatorade track and field athlete of the year. The last time we had a full season and he went on to uh, a pretty high profile college. And the, the background I think is, is uh, decathlete. So I think that's yeah. why you see the versatility with the bear family is they all um, like the idea of pursuing the decathlon at the, at the next level. And that's why they're well-versed in all those events. Uh, yeah. Brett Bronson won the one, the two and the four at districts, which is really impressive. And then they've got a pretty good hurdler as well in, uh, in Bridger, uh, she's who, who is a great hurdler for Kimberly as well. You know, we talked to Kimberly track and field coach, Marvin mum earlier this season on the prep cast. And he said, you know, really the last two or three years at state, it's come down to us and sugar. And what's happened is Kimberly has built up a, a nice big early lead in the sprints and the jumps mm -hmm. and some of those hurdles races, he said. But then when it comes to the distance races, like sugar is winning like four of the five spots in, in the mile and the two mile. And he said, and they just are able to surge past us at the end because of those distance races. Yep, I absolutely agree with you. The other late events that Sugar is going to be great at um, are going to be the relays. Right now, they come in with the best times in the 4x2, the 4x4, and the medley. Uh, and then, of course, Kimberly, um, they, they're first in the 4x1 right now. Uh, but that 4x1 is going to be really close. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, that's why I say that. I think Kimberly, the events they're in, they need to win them. Uh, they need to maximize their points if they want to win that team state championship. Absolutely. And then, you know, the distance races this year, I think really Owen Rogers from Gooding is one of, if not the best distance runners in, in 3A. And uh, I think he was a big reason why Gooding was able to actually win districts over Kimberly. He's a, he's a great runner. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting how you, you mentioned Gooding won districts there. Uh, but there, I mean, but Kimberly is still favored over them. Uh, for the state championship, kind of one interesting dynamic there. Yeah, other other guys, real quick, we're we're going to keep an eye on um, at the three A level for boys. You know, Sugar Salem's got uh, Brigham Dalling, who's a good distance runner. Trevin Holman uh, in the short sprints has a chance to place. Um, I think Vince Avila is a good sprinter from Parma, and then you know up north, Timberlake for the first time in a long time didn't win their district. Bonners Ferry actually. Um, nipped Timberlake in the team race, but I think Timberlake has a chance to finish higher at state. They've got uh, those athletes that can place high in events like uh, Ian Gardham in the jumps and Wyatt MacArthur in the, in the hurdles. I think Timberlake has, has a chance to get some points there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Carson Draper from my alma mater, South Fremont. Uh, right now he's 
kind of that top of the middle pack where he, he probably can place in a lot of different events in those medium to long distance where, um, let's take a look at this. He, uh, in, uh, he's, let's see, third or fourth in the 400, the 800, the 1600, and the 3200. So he's a really, really balanced runner. He can do so many things, able to get his team a lot of points during districts. So he's going to be a fun one to watch. He could be bringing home a lot of points from those diff- those four different events. Absolutely. We're getting more comments here on the, uh, on the shout outs. Uh, we got Andrew Olinger, best two-way discus thrower from West Side. He was a great uh, linebacker and offensive lineman for the Pirates state championship football team earlier this fall and best uh, discus thrower in 2A. Gary Jones, one of our uh, IdahoSports.com broadcasters. Uh, nice job, boys. We're going to talk with Gary and some of the other baseball broadcasters on Wednesday for a state tournament preview there. We're going to be doing live videos all throughout the week here on IdahoSports.com as we get ready for championship week here in the spring sports season. And so as we're going along and you want to give a shout out to an athlete or a team, or you want us to talk about somebody, just throw it in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen and, and we'll, uh, we'll give you the shout out that you need. Sean Kane, uh, the tennis coach at Century High. Looking good, Alec. You need to wear a cowboy hat. You saw, I think he's talking about the cowboy hat that's hanging yeah. on the rack behind you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Tri-Valley, we talked about on the girls' side, could really have a chance in the 1A competition. So let's move over to the 3A girls. Uh, your district champions were Bonners Ferry, McCall Donnelly, Kimberly, Snake River, and Sugar Salem. I, I got no idea, Alec. Where do you want to start on the 3A girls? Yeah, um, uh, I think it's going to be really wide open. Of course, Sugar's still going to be one of your favorites. Uh, just like in the boys, they're going to be great at the relays. Come in with the best times, the 4 by 2 the 4 by 4 and the medley relay. Uh, probably your biggest, I mean, um, like your biggest ticket item, I think you're going to be watching Blair Jeffs up from Timberlake uh, in the throws. Uh, she's one of the best throwers in the state, all classifications. Uh, she is first in shot put and discus uh, by a long ways. Uh, so she should really just walk away with those events, uh, come home so with some really good points for her team. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, as well, I think Fruitland, uh, always going to have some great competitors. Emma Hillam, uh, the junior from Fruitland, uh, right now great distance runner, could go home with the with first in both the mile and the two mile, uh, right now with the best time in the 1600, 3200. So there's going to, there's, you know, there's kind of the the typical culprits, if you would, um, Sugar, Fruitland, Timberlake, and there's going to be absolutely some standout athletes from other, some other schools. But as far as the team, I think it's Sugar, uh, absolutely one of the favorites. Probably Kimberly is, I mean, uh, kind of on that outside looking in. But other than that, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's the thing. I wasn't, like you said, there's a lot of good individuals, but um, not, not enough to where you would say, oh yeah, this team overwhelmingly is the favorite. You mentioned Blair Jeffs, the thrower from Timberlake. She went to a couple of meets this year where she was competing against like big schools like Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls and stuff like that. And, and still was able to win um, the shot and disc a lot of times, even being one of the um, smaller school competitors, which is super impressive for sure. And we mentioned it just like on the boys side, you know, Timberlake is pretty used to being the district champs in girls track, but actually it was Bonner's Ferry that won the district title this year. But like the boys side i think timberlake actually has a chance to finish higher at state uh let's see you mentioned kimberly you know they've got chloe ward who's been really good this year she won the two the four and the high jump at districts they've got brinley wright who's a good distance runner 
Um, and then from that district as well, Ellie Stockham, who's actually going to Idaho State University next year on a track scholarship, uh, the senior pole vaulter from Gooding. She has been uh, one of the top pole vaulters, in the, not just in 3A, but in the state early on in the season. And then she also won the 100 and the triple jump. So I think Ellie Stockham is another athlete to keep an eye on from Gooding. Yeah, uh, one more from me is going to be Macy Lunt from Marsh Valley, uh, the junior for the Eagles. Uh, right now, the top sprinter, um, she's up by two-tenths of a second in the 100 for, for first, and then she is just one-tenth behind uh, Gina Craven from Timberlake in the 200-meter dash. So uh, she's going to be a lot of fun to watch in the sprints. And I want to give a shout out to real quick before we move on. Uh, I went through all of the district meets, Alec, and I looked at all the athletes that won multiple events. And I think this was the one of the only athletes that won four events at districts. And that was Kinley Brown, the junior from Teton. She won the 100 meter hurdles, the 300 meter hurdles, the long jump and the triple jump. She was a quadruple event winner at districts, which is really hard to pull off. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, that's tough. You're in that conference going against all of those sugar athletes as well. And South Fremont's in that conference as well. Uh, to be able to do that in, in that tough district is impressive. Yeah. And we mentioned, we, we think sugar probably is our favorite team wise. Um, Jaressa Jackson, the uh, junior distance runner is probably the athlete to keep an eye on for sugar Salem. Any, any other diggers you're watching? Um, main thing. I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for the the relays because I think they're so much fun, but uh, I think they could come away with probably three first places uh, in of the of the four different relays. Uh, so I think that that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. All right. Let's shift gears and move on to class 4A competition. We had a shout out earlier to Connor Maloney, the uh, senior sprinter from Skyline. The Grizzlies actually finished second at their district meet to Blackfoot. Uh, your district champs were uh, on the boys side for 4A Sandpoint, Bishop Kelly, Jerome, Preston and Blackfoot. And, and this is why I wanted to start with the smaller levels, because I think when we get to the 4A and the, and the 5A, the team titles are are pretty decisive, I think. I think uh, on the boys' side, really, it's Bishop Kelly's title mm -hmm. to lose. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, not very surprising, really. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're going to be an absolute competitor uh, for girls, if not the favorite in, in girls as well. Uh, just so many athletes. And in track, that's what it comes down to athletes at every single position who can get you points. So yeah, let's, let's start with Bishop Kelly. What makes him so good? Um, one of the best sprinters in the state. He's been near the top of the leaderboard, not just in 4A, but in the entire state of Idaho, almost all season long. James Onanabosi, the junior uh, in the one and the two is going to be pretty tough to beat. Although uh, Teo Schneider from Jerome and Dalton Munkris from Twin Falls are going to be right there to push him. Those short sprints, I think are going to be fantastic to watch. Yeah. Uh, when you start getting to those, those higher, uh, the, the larger classification schools, those numbers drop down a little bit. You start to get towards that in the 100 meter that, you know, below 11 down near 10.5 and then sometimes below 10.5, man, that hundred meter dash is going to be a lot of fun. You've got 10.65, 10.73, 10.77, uh, from Bishop Kelly, Jerome and twin falls. That's going to be a fun race. And then, uh, it's those three, the same three in different order uh, in the 200-meter dash, and they're very close again, 21.65, 21.74, and 21.82. Going to be a lot of fun 
Um, those other being Teo Schneider and Dalton Moncris from Twin Falls. Yeah, I think the short sprints are going to be the events to watch for sure. Um, other team, I mean, we think Bishop Kelly is going to be really, really talented. And I really do think that Jerome and Twin Falls in terms of the team races will be right there in terms of maybe a top three finish. It was a really close district, actually, a district four. Jerome won districts with 139 points. Twin Falls was only 10 points behind him at 129.5 and Canyon Ridge took third at 129. So Twin Falls literally finished half a point higher than Canyon Ridge for second place at districts. And uh, Jerome and Twin Falls, I feel like have the numbers where they could get placements, not necessarily win, but get those placements in the events that they need. Yep. I, uh, I agree. And I think that Bishop Kelly is going to be my favorite in most of the, I mean, to win the running events, if that was, if it was just track, I think they'd be my absolute favorite to win. Now, as far as the, the field events side of things, I think Emmett is going to have, a, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, Axel Sanchez from Emmett leads in both the shot put and the discus. And then as well in the pole vault, it's uh, Landon Helms uh, who leads, who, oh my goodness, so far ahead. He, He's a he's almost a foot and a half ahead of everybody else in the classification. Landon Helms is from Emmett, so Emmett can I think they can win three of those field events. Um, someone who's a lot of fun to watch this year has been Tate Priestley from Preston. Uh, he won Tiger Grizz earlier in the in the high jump. He's gone six ten so far. Uh, the senior from Preston, he very well. If he is, I mean, if we have good weather. Uh, and things come together at the right time, we could see him break seven feet at the state uh, at the state meet. Yeah, and Tate Priestley is one of those guys you talked about, Alec. He just he he improves his mark almost every time out. It seems yeah. like you know at the at the start of the season, you know he was clearing like six feet, and then I remember I saw him clear six two, and I'm like that's pretty good. And then yeah, he has just ramped it up with each successive meet. And you're right. I, I think if the weather's right, he's already cleared 610. You know, I think seven feet definitely is within the realm of possibility. Axel Sanchez has thrown the discus 197 feet this year. That's the third best throw in the entire nation, Alec. That's the third best nationwide for Axel Sanchez from Emmett, which is impressive. And then you, you mentioned Landon Helms in the pole vault. He's also great in the hurdles races. So you're right. I, I think Emmett also has a chance to, to rack up some points. Yep. And then uh, to finish things out with the jumps, you've got Braden Kappen from Sandpoint coming in at 22-4. The senior leads in the long jump. And then in the triple, Peyton McManus from Minico, 44-foot, one-inch. I was a triple jumper mainly, so I I hear these numbers. You start adding some high digits onto those 40s. That is really, really impressive. Yeah. And, and real quick in the distance races as well, really, it seems like district five, you know, Shane guard and, uh, Birch from Pocatello high. And then also, uh, I know Preston has Jepson who's been a great distance runner as well. It seems like those distance races, it's all district five guys. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's something in the water. It gets warmer down there. That's what it is, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's the four a boys. I, I think there's going to be some really, uh, in terms of individual performances and maybe, you know, state records and those types of things. I think four a boys is going to be where you're going to want to keep an eye on things like that. Let's talk about the four a girls. Uh, we think probably Bishop Kelly, your district champs were Moscow, Bishop Kelly, twin falls, Preston and skyline. 
Bishop Kelly put up 215 points at the District 3 meet. Twin Falls actually scored 217 points at the District 4 meet. So I don't d- does Twin Falls have enough to push BK, or do we still think it's Bishop Kelly? Uh, I still think Bishop Kelly's the favorite. Um, really, in a, a lot of these, it's going to come down to not necessarily, if you're looking at Twin Falls, how can they get past Bishop Kelly? It's probably not going to be your your top person in each event. What it's going to be is those events where you've got two or maybe even three people that have a chance to uh, to, to finish in this top five or six. You need those secondary performers to perform well. And if you can get that up from Twin Falls, then you can say, hey, maybe Bishop Kelly's going to run away with a bunch of these events. But if we can have everybody at the top of their game, then we may have just enough out of pure mass uh, you know, numbers uh, to be able to get squeezed past Bishop Ke- Bishop Kelly at the end. In terms of individuals, the conversation I think starts with Paige T. Kip from Bishop Kelly. She's dominated in the short sprints all year, the one and the two. She's been one of the best long jumpers as well. Uh, and that's really where it starts for Bishop Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's where it starts, but is certainly not where it finishes. If you look at the sprints, one thing that's just mind-blowing, if you look at the 200 meters, uh, after Paige, you just mentioned, Jaden Rodriguez is has the third best time, and then fourth best time is uh, Anna Schmatz. So you have the second, third, and fourth best times in the state in the 200-meter dash, all from Bishop Kelly. Now, who are they trailing? That uh, I would like to highlight. Matija Mingham, just a freshman from Pocatello, uh, been running like crazy this year. Uh, she is out ahead of all those Bishop Kelly girls in the 200 meter. And then in the 100 meter dash, the freshman um, is in second, just behind Claire Peterson from Skyline. Uh, so just a freshman um, really getting a lot of points for her team, uh, Mingum is. Yeah, her time, uh, 1225 in the 100, I believe, set the new school record at Pocatello High last week at Districts. Um, and that was a record that hadn't been broken since 1987, wow. which is pretty impressive. And like you said, only a freshman. We've got another shout out here in the comments. Go Preston. Yes, Preston uh, on the boys' side, you know, they've got uh, Jepson and, and Brecker Knapp. Uh, on the girls' side, you know, they had a couple of multi-event winners at Districts, uh, Occasion Knapp in, in the shot and disc, and then Michaela Robertson swept the hurdles. Uh, so, Pre- I mean, Preston has a chance as well to um, be in the mix uh, for some individual spots. Maybe not in the team race, but uh, especially because that District only had three teams. So in terms of representation, it's going to be really hard for District 5 to go over and pile up enough points to be in the trophy race only because their district was so small. They didn't get to send a lot of athletes either. Yep. Absolutely. I think we had the, the shout out for Nick Nielsen specifically uh, from Preston looks like. So uh, good yeah. luck to him. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Those smaller districts, I competed in one of those in high school. Uh, there's only the three teams. It's kind of does some interesting things where, Sometimes you can be maybe one of the best, uh, but if you have someone just a little bit better than you in your district, then you might be missing out on state or you might have to go in through an at-large bid. So that kind of thing can happen and maybe adds a little element of unpredictability to this the state meet because you have those people coming in that you're like, oh, well, they didn't win the, their district. Uh, they just barely got in off that uh you know, off the at-large bid. But if you have a really tough district, you may end up still placing at state 
um, depending on, you know, how the chips fall. Yeah. And we talked, we talked about the sensational freshman from Pocatello Mangum getting a shout out here on the comments from Megan, Joe Clark. Thank you, Megan, for giving the shout out. And again, if you want to give your favorite athlete or team uh, a shout out, just do it in the comments. We'll put it up on the screen and, and talk about your favorite uh, athlete team, etc. All right. Other individuals on the girls side, I'm keeping an eye on. You mentioned Claire Peterson from skyline has done really well in the uh the sprints and the hurdles this year chrissy sanders from mountain home is a sophomore who's done really well in the 300 hurdles especially this year also a great triple jumper skyla Z uh, skyla zimmerman from moscow won the 100 long jump and triple jump at her district meet and then i think tatum richards is another you know a lot of sophomores tatum richards is another sophomore from emmett who's done really well in the hurdles and the pole vault this year yeah and to go along with that theme of those uh, younger athletes uh, I'm going to mention another one, a freshman, Nella Roberts from Skyline. Uh, she's been outstanding in the 1600 and in the 3200. She comes in at first, just, bare, just barely in that mile, 515.49 for Nella Roberts. Kennedy Coons, another freshman, also from Idaho Falls, from Bonneville, is at 515.57. So eight hundredths of a second difference uh, between those two best times. It'll be a lot of fun to see those two coming out of the same conference, the same city, and both freshmen uh, competing in that mile race. Brandon Bainey here with uh, Alec Pope breaking down all of the uh, upcoming state track and field action. We're getting a lot. Of, we're getting a lot of flavor from the 4A fans here. Go yeah. Hadley Humphreys, just getting better every meet from uh, Blackfoot. Uh, High School, and of course, she's a great all-around athlete, awesome basketball player as well. And, uh, oh, and here's Paul Kingsbury, uh, our boss at IdahoSports.com. Shout out to CUNA's long and triple jump coach, Madison Kingsbury. That's, of course, uh, Paul's daughter. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's talk about CUNA. Let's transition into the 5A ranks. Yeah. On, on the boys' side, your district champs were Post Falls, Rocky Mountain, and Rigby. Do we like one of those teams? Do we think one of those other Boise area schools that didn't win districts has a chance? What, what do you look at when you look at the teams? So 5A is kind of tough. There's only the three conferences. Uh, so it, because of that, it, it creates this weird uh, thing where you have basically your Boise Valley schools and they're, all of their meets are all against each other again and again. And you just like other sports, you don't get to see a whole lot of competition outside of that because the 5A schools are so far apart up north and then hyper east with uh, from Pocatello up to um, up to Rexburg. So uh, it's tough that way, but absolutely, you know, uh, I think that your favorites are going to be pro in in the men starting is probably going to be Boise. Uh, I think they've been absolutely they have so many athletes and then Bora as well, uh, just so many athletes across the board. Yeah, I, I think the uh, boys' competition is a little more open than the girls. Um, I think, like you said, Boise High looks good. They have Anders Covey, who's been really good in the hurdles this year. Uh, Bora, you mentioned Nathan Green is a great distance runner. Rocky Mountain probably has the best thrower in uh, Gerald Lucas. He won the shot put and discus at, at the district meet. Um, I was talking to Capitol head coach Brian Stith a little bit about this uh, on the prep cast a couple weeks ago, and he said the interesting thing this year on the boys' side is – the East has some outstanding individuals, 
like Teo Johnson in the sprints from Thunder Ridge, uh, Zach Bright in the intermediate races from Idaho Falls. And he said, if those guys from the East can, can, can come over and uh, disrupt the uh, dominance that District 3 usually has on display, it could throw the team race into chaos. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's the fun part about it. I described earlier track as democratic. What I mean by that is it allows so many different people to make a difference. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be, uh, you know, your very best, but that, that that's of course what we're talking about right here is if some of these, you know, you've got, Madison's got some great athletes, Rigby's got some great athletes. If they can come in and steal a couple of these top spots, uh, yeah, it, it could throw the whole thing off and not necessarily uh, meaning that maybe Madison comes in and, you know, wins a couple of events that we don't expect, for example, just for example, um, that doesn't necessarily mean Madison will win. What it could mean, though, is maybe maybe a, a jumper from Mountain View or something that we thought was going to win somebody from this Boise school that could throw off the, the the rankings and indirectly help another school. That's one thing to keep your eye out on. Those upsets don't necess- they they're going to help that school from the, the the competitor, obviously, but it could indirectly help uh, that third party school. Yeah. So uh, Teo Johnson comes in with the best time in the 100, but he is certainly going to be pushed, especially by Mason lawyer from Boise, who, um, last time I checked, he had not lost, uh, in the one or the two all season long. Um, but we'll, we'll see. That's going to be a fantastic matchup. And then, uh, you mentioned triple jump and what's a good mark. Eli Lawrence from Meridian has gone 48 feet, three inches, which is just, that's mind boggling (laughs) for the triple. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know what to compare that to. I mean, that is such a high level. He is four feet past anybody else. It it's Eli. The only way he could lose is, is, you know, God forbid an injury, but, but he could just, you know, jump at 80% and probably still win this thing. And that's why coaches, I mean, it's nice to have an athlete that's so dominant, but coaches would prefer that there's another alpha that can push your athlete. And so, yeah, that boys race is going to be interesting on the girls race. I'll be honest. I I talked to, um, capital coach, Brian Stith. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, he said, the only way that the Boise girls aren't winning state is if Thanos snaps his fingers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, they are going to be led by the freshmen. I feel like we've been saying that a lot today, freshmen and sophomores that are s- such great athletes. Samantha Smith, she's first in the 1600, the 3200. But then Caden um, Holquist, the senior from Boise, first in both hurdles. I think those are some of their, you know, going to be their stars. But you've also got people like, you know, Logan Smith in the 400 and 800 who could bring him some points. And you have a lot of balance across so many events for the Boise girls. Yeah. Sammy Smith, the freshman was already the Gatorade athlete of the year in cross country earlier this fall as a freshman, definitely could be in the mix uh, for track and field as well. And then, so we mentioned Boise team wise, probably is the overwhelming favorite post falls and Highland were the other district champs beyond that, you know, second and third, I think is wide open. And it just kind of depends on which individuals rise to the occasion. When, when we talk individuals in girls, five, a track, I think we have to start with Megan Rose, the great sprinter from capital. She's committed to the university of Utah. She'll be a sprinter for the Utes starting next season. And coach Stith really thinks that Megan Rose has a chance to break the state record in the girls, 100 meter dash. She said, if the weather is right and she can get pushed by somebody in the 100, he thinks she has a chance to break the state record. 
Well, I don't know who's going to, I, I, that's the problem is that there's not really anybody in that 100 to push her. Right. Yeah. When you, I mean, you're talking about almost four tenths of a second difference between her and everybody else in the hundred meter dash. That's a huge amount. I mean, that feels like an, an eternity in a hundred meter dash. So, you know, if somebody really steps up their game, you know, looking at Angelica Chapman from Lake city or Audrey Smith from Boise, uh, if somebody steps up their game, they could push her, and that that probably maybe is one of the the most exciting things about the state track meet is that you get to see these you know all time great by Idaho standards uh, performances where you can break state records, things like that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch. I'm not sure Angelica Chapman from Lake City is competing in the one. At state, I know I know the two and the four are kind of her specialties, and then I think they want to kind of save her for a relay or two as well. And so, yeah, I, I think they've kind of experimented with it this year in the one, but I'm not sure she's going to be competing in the one at state. That 200 between Megan Rose and Angelica Chapman, though, that's going to be like get your popcorn ready. That's yeah. going to be wide open, I think. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. If I was Rose, I'd probably, would, I mean, makes it a little easier on you if a Chapman doesn't compete in the 100, which I guess he's not going to. But as far as if you're trying to break the record, it might be kind of nice to, to have her along for the, the run. But. And that's what that's what Coach Stith was hoping was that Chapman would run the one to push Megan Rose. But uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, other girls that uh, stand out to me, you know, Sarah Carrillo in the shot put from Eagle High has been really good all season long. Um, Abby Hancock from Rigby has a chance to place in, in the short sprints. And then Post Falls has a junior, Sammy Wood, who pretty much on a weekly basis has uh, rewritten the Post Falls High record book. She continuously has broken records and then uh, broken the record she had just set the previous week. I mean, she's she's reauthored the record book several times this year at Post Falls High. She runs in the 8, the 1600, and the 3200. It's going to be tough competition against those Boise girls, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how Sammy Wood from up north in Post Falls does. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now I want to highlight the the throws really quickly in, uh, in 5A girls. It's going to be a really fun competition. Um, you've got a few of the same people, naturally, Sarah Carrillo uh, from Eagle, then Lily Feinecke from Coeur d'Alene. Uh, Tanya Duncan uh, is leading both of them, though, in the discus. Those two are first and second shot and second or third in discus. Uh, so I think that those three are going to be a lot of fun to watch go back and forth. They're really they're all pretty close. So any of them could push each other a little bit as they try to keep breaking each other's on that same thing, trying to you know, push past each other. I think that as far as, you know, having competitors to push you a little bit farther to, you know, break your PR, to break some sort of record, I think that that could be happening maybe more than anywhere else in the throws this year. It's going to be exciting. Across the board, Alec Pope, thank you for joining us for this extensive track and field preview. If you weren't able to watch it live with us on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube, it's going to be, it's going to be there. Uh, it's not going anywhere. So it'll be archived. You can watch it at your leisure. If you weren't able to break away in the middle of a work day to be here live with us, go back and watch it later. There's a lot of good info. Alec really does his homework and I'm excited. The 5A and 4A competitions will be at Eagle high school Friday and Saturday. The 3A, 2A, 1A will be at Middleton high school also Friday and Saturday. I'm excited, Alec. Thanks for joining us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate it. Good luck to all the, the competitors this year. Yeah, and hopefully we're able to talk about maybe a couple of state records were broken or some great individual performances. It's going to be fun to watch. So um, thanks for being with us here at IdahoSports.com, this special edition of the PrepCast scheduling note. Uh, this isn't the only state preview we're doing. We did high school lacrosse last week. Tomorrow night, we will be breaking down all of the state softball tournaments, 5A all the way to 1A. Myself and Lauren Jensen will be here. We're going to break down everything you need to know about state softball. That'll be tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, again, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And then Wednesday, we're bringing together all of the play-by-play broadcasters for this year's state baseball tournaments. Uh, that's right, IdahoSports.com will be streaming every single pitch from every single state baseball tournament. And Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m., we will have all of the play-by-play broadcasters on here, uh, again, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, talking about state baseball and breaking that all down. So softball tomorrow night at 7, baseball Wednesday at 4. Mark it in your calendars. It's going to be a fun time. And again, thank you to everybody who watched us live today and interacted with us with the comments. That's what it's all about. It's about uh, giving the fans the info they need. And that's really what makes Idaho so great, Alec, right? It's it's the, the passion and the enthusiasm from the fans. Yep, that's absolutely right. And the other thing is that we sometimes get good weather. That's the other thing that makes us great for these spring sports. So hopefully we get good weather. looks like it's going to be so we can get a lot of PRs and such. Yes, fingers crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. For Alec Pope, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for watching here on IdahoSports.com.